This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Happy July 4th week, and I want to tell you that tomorrow is my favorite day of the year. I love the 4th of July. I feel so privileged being from a family of immigrants that I get to live in this incredible, amazing, wonderful country. Perfect? No way. Do we have our issues? Yes. But this country has afforded me so much opportunity, my family as well, and I am grateful to live in these United States of America. Well, today, on the eve of the 4th of July, we're doing a special edition of the Clark Howard Show. You know, our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions. And that's true, but we're going to talk fun today. Uh, our, I should tell you, in honor of the holiday week, the Consumer Action Center is closed this week. Don't try to call. You'll feel like you got customer no service from me. <laughs> so it's not there. But what we're doing today is a new thing you may have seen on Clark.com where we asked you for your travel stories, good and bad. And man, did you deliver. And I first want to apologize. There was no way we could share with you everybody's travel story because we'd be here for, well, till the 4th of July, (laughs) just hearing them. I want to thank you so much for sharing your stories. And one that I shared generated such a strong reaction about me in Ireland Well, I was flying to Ireland from Northern England, and my bag didn't weigh under 10 kilos for Ryanair, so they were going to charge me a massive massive fine for being over 10 kilos. I went in the bathroom, put on two pair of pants, three shirts, and a sweater in July (laughs) in order to not pay the baggage fee, and did I hear a lot about that, and... There was a Wall Street Journal story recently about how people who love to fish are really upset because a lot of times they'll go to buy a fishing vest and they're out of stock because it's the new in thing, apparently, for people to get around baggage charges is they buy a fishing vest and they fill all the zillion pockets with stuff in order to avoid all the ripoff baggage fees. I love the creativity. So the question for you, Krista, did people call in with fun stuff or just a lot of stuff? We have a variety. So I'm going to start with this first one from Gina. And I want to give a little background that when you're in a lot of places, including Europe in France, Gina was at Versailles, in fact, when you use a bathroom, you often have to put in the equivalent of like a quarter to use it in each person. Okay. Or a euro, which is like a dollar or something. All right, so here's Gina's story. Hi, my name is Gina. Uh, when I was in France with my husband on vacation in Versailles, and 
to the public bathroom, the one that's in the big round, all the women who were standing in line were just holding the door open for the person behind them, which they did for me. So when I got in and the door closed, uh, apparently after so many flushes, I guess, uh, it automatically sanitizes itself. So I got in, closed the door, the lights went out, the water went circulating on the floor, and I got my feet wet, (laughs) and I was banging on the door trying to get out. And it was scarier than uh, (laughs) hoo-ha. But I finally did make it out, and I am none the worse for it, but I will never stand in line and uh, allow someone to hold the door open for me. I will pay my quarter. Thank you. Do you know about these? They're they're like ovals. They're public toilets, and they're automated, and they clean after every so mm. many people, and water just goes. That is brutal. <laughs> Thank you, Gina. That is hilarious. I will never, ever not Not at the pay. moment, I bet it wasn't hilarious, but <laughs> no. after the fact, it's a great story. I love it. Okay. Here is another one that came in from Jen. Clark, this is Jen, and here's my crazy travel story. I was in the Bahamas with my entire family. We were staying at a townhouse along the beach. One afternoon, I was coming back from the cafe, and I decided to stop in our condo before um, going back out to the beach to use the restroom. So I went in the front door. The place was deserted. I went into the powder room off of the kitchen. I was extremely irritated at having to change the blasted toilet paper roll as usual. As I was drying my hands, I thought, I've never noticed that little plaque before. I came out into the kitchen and was dumbfounded to find myself in the wrong townhouse. (laughs) I fled back out the front door as quickly as I could. (laughs) All right. And along those same lines, let's listen to this one. This is Mary from Wisconsin. And my craziest vacation story is similar to Krista's in that My husband and I were going to spend the night at my brother-in-law's condo. We had never been there before. And we had the key. We opened the door. It was kind of hard to open the door, but we got in. Went in there, and my husband said, this does not look like my sister-in-law's case. But we went in. We spent the night there, and we got up. We ate breakfast with the food in the refrigerator. And we hear a knock on the door, and it's one of the neighbors, and said, you are in the wrong condo. So we spent the night, ate their food, and we're in the wrong condo. Luckily, they did know the brother-in-law, but can you imagine if they came home and found us sleeping in their bed? So that's my crazy story. Thank you, Clark, for all you do. This one's just (laughs) right. What what did they say in Three Bears? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is crazy. That is so crazy. I can't believe they slept there and ate the food out of the refrigerator. And the key worked. Oh, my gosh. All right. Here is one. We've been talking a lot about families sitting together on planes. Hey, Clark. It's Tim. Before I get into my travel story, I quickly have to share that I first started listening to you right after college. Uh, I was so broke. I couldn't afford a TV. I couldn't afford cable. And fast forward a couple years. I just maxed out my 401k last year, and I'm on track to max out my 401k this year, as well as my HSA. So 
kudos to you, and thank you for what you do. On to the travel story. So, my wife and I, we just had our first kid earlier this year. And before going back to work, we decided to take a family trip to Boston. And as we were booking our flights, uh, the prompt came up for us to pay extra to sit next to one another. We decided against that to save some money. Sure enough, the day before the flight, we found out that we were going to be in both middle seats on the same row, so an aisle as well as two passengers in between us. During the flight, uh, our little one got a little fussy, and as I was passing her back to my wife over the aisle, our little one got sick and spit up on a passenger's laptop. Uh, the passenger, of course, was a good sport about it, uh, laughed it off, and so I shared this travel story to say that uh, new parents with little ones don't be afraid to travel and definitely don't pay extra um, to pay for your seats. <laughs> Can you imagine? I actually, this happened with us with my son Matthew when he was a baby. He we were sitting. We, well, I had him. I was in one aisle seat. My husband was across the aisle. And he was just reaching for my husband. So I handed him over, and literally within 30 seconds, he threw up all over my husband and himself. Like, everywhere it was so bad but at the same time i was secretly like because yeah, i just but, passed him over but this was throwing up on, on a random stranger laptop oh that, that would is, smell good the next day huh oh my gosh oh yeah okay here is one about uh traveling light hello this is liz and we've been listening to clark for many years we are a family of four with two teenagers who have been on a mission to visit all 50 states. And in March, we accomplished that. But for that, those final two states of Hawaii and Alaska, we did need to fly. Previously, we had traveled in our RV. And because of Clark, we knew that we could only take carry-ons. We had seven flights, so we knew there was no way we were going to pay baggage for all seven flights. What we did is we used, they're called space bags. We put our clothes into the space bags. We had two suitcases for Alaska, two for Hawaii, just the carry-on size. And then you suck all the air out, and we were able to accomplish both a full week in Alaska and a full week in Hawaii with only one backpack each and one small carry-on suitcase each. So. For those who are wondering, yes, it can be done, but we also made sure to book every third night that hotel. We made sure it had laundry facilities um, on site. Smart. I love that. Have you seen these new compressible things she's talking about? Yeah, they're like all the rage because Mm -hmm. everybody's trying to avoid baggage fees. Mm -hmm. And so it actually compresses your stuff. And uh, your bag gets kind of heavy, but it'll all fit in an amazingly small space. Hmm. All right. Let's listen to this one. Uh, We had a couple that were similar where maybe you've left something behind when traveling. Hi, um, this is Sarah. Back in January, my husband and I went on a really awesome three-week trip to Thailand. And when you're in Thailand and you're going to a lot of the beach areas, you have to take taxi boats. So we were staying in Rayleigh Beach, and 
it was our last day there, and we had to take a 30-minute taxi boat ride to Krabi to then catch a flight to another city that we were going to. We took the taxi boat across, and then the taxi driver said, do you have everything? you have your passport? And then it just hit me, and I said, oh, no. I left my passport in the safe at the hotel. And I was panicking, and it came down to us having to take a taxi boat back across the water again, and that was another 30-minute ride, and then we ran to our hotel, which was like a half a mile away, thankfully got my passport, but then we get back to the pier, and the taxi stand was closing. And they were like, sorry, we can't give you any more rides. We're, we're done for the day. And I was like, please, please, I need to catch a flight. I'm going to miss my flight. And thankfully, Thai people are so sweet that they let me on. We basically had to, like, the boat was pulling out, and we had to jump on as it was pulling out. And that was definitely my lesson learned that you need to make sure you check all your belongings before you pack up and go and maybe leave uh, a shoe in the safe so that when you're packing up, you'll remember why you're missing one shoe because your passport is in the safe. So that was my crazy travel story. I'm so happy that I made it to the airport fine, and I'm sure I'll never make that mistake again. All right, so I got to comment on this one. Uh, first of all, the shoe in the safe, we've had that recommendation from yes. others. Now, we were taking an international flight in Europe, and we were taking a morning flight back to the United States, and we'd put our passports in the safe. Well, I go to open the safe, and the safe is dead. Oh, boy. And the time's ticking. And finally, the first person comes up from the hotel. They can't get it open. Uh, they had these tools. That, so then another person comes up, and they're able to get it open, but it takes a good while, and then we're running to make our plane, the funny thing we were at, I remember now, this was in Brussels, and there's a Sheridan at the airport terminal. And if we had not been able to run across oh to security, gosh. and you know what I learned from that? You always get your passports out the night before. And what I do is I put the passports in my wallet. You know, mm. my wallet's kind of uh, not in it, but... Like yeah. opening my wallet up and just stick them in there so we don't forget them. Mm -hmm. You never want to be in a position where that safe, that when you're getting ready to fly, you can't get it open and you got no way to leave the country. Oh but I guess worse things could happen than another day in Europe. Sure, right? sure. So we got more of our special edition, July 4th, holiday week, travel misadventure stories coming for you straight ahead. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I hope you're enjoying our special. This is an experiment where we're hearing your voices. And in this case, you know, holiday week, your travel misadventures. And so, Krista, what do you got this segment? I have a couple of really, like, just good people stories. So I'm going to play those now. Hi. Last Thanksgiving, my entire extended family, there was over 50 of us, went on a Royal Caribbean cruise. And on the second to last day... Sadly, a gentleman had a heart attack, Um, but it was very impressive that Royal Caribbean chose life over profit. They flipped around, went the opposite direction, high-tailed it to Puerto Rico so the gentleman could get the best medical treatment that uh, was available, and then they uh, swung back around and took us back home, delayed them an entire day. It impacted the following crews. It impacted a bunch of people had to, you know, redo their travel arrangements. A lot of people were very upset. But myself, I was extremely impressed, again, that Royal Caribbean chose life over profit. And I will probably consider them much more likely to consider them in the future. Thank you. I love that. I mean, I I was on a cruise that diverted twice. for people who had medical emergencies. And there were people griping (sighs) about losing ports of call. Mm. And I'm like, come on, you lost a port of call. These people could have lost their lives. Yeah. So that's the right thing for a cruise line to do. Absolutely. Okay, here's another story. Hello, my name is Scott. And my travel story is neither funny or weird, but one of gratitude. Over a decade ago, I was on a long motorcycle trip um, from Vermont, had taken a ride to Texas on the way back. In Mississippi, it stormed very strongly, and I decided to stop unexpectedly or unexpectedly early for the night. I pulled into a small town. At an intersection, I went to make a turn, and because of the rain and grease on the road, I crashed my motorcycle. Low speed, no damage, but I was shaken up. I pushed my motorcycle into the parking lot of a chain hotel that was right at that intersection. Well, it turns out there was a sheriff's convention that weekend, and every room in the town was filled. I was in the lobby filled with men in uniform, and the hotel told me they had no rooms available. Lucky for me, a sheriff overheard my story walked over to the check-in and said to the hotel employee, now, ma'am, this gentleman just crashed his motorcycle. It is dark. It is raining. Are you really asking him to drive 20 miles to the next exit to try to find a room? Can you not help him out? Well, whether that check-in person worked magic or knew all along they had a room, I don't know. But I had a room within five minutes, and I'll forever be grateful 
to that sheriff for stepping in on my behalf. That's a great story. Isn't that awesome? I love it. And the best part, you weren't hurt. Exactly. Oh my gosh, how scary. People are good. They really are. Okay, this is a really different story too. Hello, my name is Aaron, long-time listener, and I heard you guys are doing the craziest travel story, so I wanted to call and give mine. Um, About three years ago, my wife and I were camping at Glacier National Park. We had booked a campsite, and we flew in, and we had been hiking all day, and we pulled up to the campsite after it was dark and late. We set up camp and went to sleep immediately after a long day of hiking. Um, Next thing I know, I have a flashlight shining into my tent, um, two in the morning or so, and uh, a loud voice commanding me to come out of the tent immediately. When I asked who it was after being woken, uh, very startled, I asked who it was, um, was told that it was the police, uh, and I proceeded to ask if I had any weapons in my tent, and I said all I have is bear spray and offered to bring it out if they would like. The police immediately said, if you bring out the bear spray, we will be forced to arrest you. And I, again, what's going on. So I come out. They sit down. They ask for my driver's license. They ask me if I'm a felon or if I have any warrants out for my arrest. Again, just a camper. Um, has no idea what's going on. I asked them what was going on. They wouldn't tell me. Um, this went on for about 10 minutes um, when one of the other cops came back and said that I was clean. I was explained that I had apparently chosen the wrong campsite, so we were reported for camping without a permit. And the reason that they got escalated so quickly is because there have been several reports recently of campers coming into that specific site that we were in and illegally camping without paying. They had been trying to catch these people doing that, and they had assumed that it was me. So the reason we chose the wrong site was simply because it was dark outside and we couldn't see the numbers properly. So after that, we were told we were free to go. Um, but not after 10 minutes of very intense moments there. So that's my crazy story. What a nightmare. That is terrible. <laughs> what a nightmare. Oh, man. That is not fun. That would really freak me out. Plus, we, be we more... keep hearing about people going in the wrong place, going to the I wrong know. campground. Oh, my gosh. Man. Yeah. You have to be really careful. Okay. Now, listen to this from Cedric. Hello, Clark and Krista. This is Cedric from California. I, me and my ex, we went to a Seattle Supersonics basketball game in Seattle way back when they used to have the NBA team. First time in Seattle, went to the game. The game was over, so we uh, we took the monorail down to the Space Needle, got down there, it was closed, so we walked around down in that general area. We stopped at a McDonald's a block or two away, and somebody turned to us and said, no, those guys over there, they're watching you guys. I think they're going to rob you. So we went and got our food, and we sat down, and these guys, it was three or four of them, and they came, and they kind of sat around us. So I got up, and I went to the security guard guy. I shouldn't do something wrong. There's a security guy with a gun. I told him, I think these people are trying to rob us. We're tourists and what have you, and we're trying to get back to the monorail. So we can get back to the Space Needle so our relative can come pick us up. Well, the guy said, well, you know, I, I can't do anything for you outside of McDonald's. So me and my ex, we got a plan together. As soon as we walked out of the door, they followed us out. We went out one door, they went out the other. They followed us out. 
So me and my ex, we looked at each other and said, okay, it's time for to start running. So the light changed, and right when the light changed, our relative drove up and picked us up. We jumped in the car, and you could just see the frustration on their face. They thought they had a couple of tourists, and they were going to rob them blind. Wow. Wow. <laughs> their plan was to run. Wow. Sounds like, unless he didn't tell us the whole plan. I remember uh, my wife, Elaine, and I were in Budapest, mm-hmm. and we were walking. There's this pedestrian street. We're walking down the street. My wife's tall and very strong. She sees in the plate glass window of a store that this guy is getting ready to grab her backpack. Oh, boy. You, you ever hear that? I think I remember this now, yeah. And, and she turns around and starts screaming at the guy in English, which was useless. But the guy's <laughs> eyes got big as saucers and... The guy needs to be on the Hungarian Olympic team because <laughs> he ran so fast. Oh my gosh! From her, that is awesome. He picked the wrong picked person. Picked the wrong victim. Yes. All right. I think we have time for one more. Hi, my name is Steffi, and so my special story, travel story, is. I'm pausing it. Do you realize who that is? I know who that is. <laughs> Of course, it's my daughter. <laughs> it was our whole family, and we were in the airport in Germany. And my dad, who is overly friendly most of the time, all the time, uh, was being too friendly to the German security guards in the airport. And they started to get suspicious of us because he was smiling so much. <laughs> so they flagged us, and our entire family had to get fully searched. They not only did they open all of our bags, they dumped them out on the floor, searched every single article of clothing, every single thing we had, uh, just because dad was way too friendly <laughs> to security that they got suspicious of us. And we had, all, we nearly had to strip search. They were so suspicious. <laughs> so because dad was too friendly in the airport, they, uh, they thought we were up to something. So that's probably my best travel story. Hi, Dad. I love you. I love you, Steffi. (laughs) I remember that (laughs) so well. Okay. I mean, I just, I figure you should be friendly to everybody. So I was friendly to them. (laughs) And they couldn't have been meaner if they tried. I mean, could not have been. And they literally went through every item in every one of our suitcases, dumped it on the floor, and decided we were okay and left us just like that. <laughs> we had to get all our clothes back together, repack them. And wow, that was like a real welcome to the Frankfurt airport <laughs> experience. But, you know, talking about it now, it's like funny. Right. Steffi definitely did not forget that story. <laughs> Boy, I thought she was going to tell another story. Oh, which one? When I took the three kids to London for the 2012 Olympics. We went to Paris and London and Lane was working so she couldn't come. The three of them were in a continuous bickerama. <laughs> I mean, just, and finally, one day we were walking along the Thames River and I just had enough. Have you ever, you've never seen me lose my temper, have no, you? No, you never lose your I temper. I lost my temper. 
and I sat him down. You threw him in the Thames. <laughs> uh, no, I sat him down and I said, if the three of you don't learn to get along, then we're going back to the hotel and we're staying there until it's time to go back to the airport and fly to the United States. And at that, Rebecca and Grant just start bawling their eyes out. <laughs> and Steffi's just like, I'm done with them. She goes over and stands by the side of the Thames. The three of them were angels the rest of the trip, but they still all remember it because they never experienced me. I mean, I think in their lives, they never really experienced me losing my temper. I just don't do that. Right. You don't. Wow. It was very effective at that moment. It's too bad we don't have a rebuttal from any of the three of them on that. Well, you know, we could, I think this was really fun. I really, I had a blast with this. Did you have fun? Yeah. So we'll have to see, you know, this is a show driven by our listeners and viewers. We'll have to see if they enjoy it or not. But in the meantime, I think it'd be great to hear stories like the best deal you ever got, not necessarily travel, but maybe on anything or any other money saving tips. So please call into our voicemail and we'll see if we can use them on a future show. The number is 404-981-2071. And I'm sorry I couldn't get to all of the voicemails that came in. I had such a blast listening to them all. You guys are awesome. And again, we're sorry we could not play all the voicemails. It's just we got such a strong response and such a varied number of stories. And again, I want to say to you as a bookend that I hope tomorrow you will really think about, in spite of all our issues in America, what a privilege we have to live in this wonderful country. I feel so unbelievably lucky that my four grandparents went through the hardships they did to come to this country and create penniless, create this opportunity for us to have an opportunity to succeed or to fail, to thrive or to not, to be able to say what we wish without fear of some government oppressing us or killing us for saying what we wish to say. I mean, we have something really special here that we have because of the bravery of the wonderful men and women who've been willing to fight for our freedom all through these centuries. And I, for one, am so grateful to live in this wonderful land of ours. And I hope that you and your family have an absolutely wonderful 4th of July tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day today.